This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Pumpkin spice lattes are everywhere, and for good reason. But we're a little tired of the delicious fall drink here at Reset. Not to worry, though. There are so many other ways to have your coffee. Different kinds of beans, new brewing methods, and much more. Joining us now is Kevin Sinnott, host and creator of Coffee Con, a consumer coffee festival and author of The Art and Craft of Coffee. Welcome back to Reset, Kevin. Hi, Sasha. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Also here is Hara Kumaran, a coffee roaster at Metric in Chicago's West Loop. Welcome to the show, Hara. Good morning. Great to be here. And with us is Felton Kaiser, a co-founder of Monday Coffee in Fulton Market. Welcome back, Felton. Hi, thank you. So I want to start with you, Felton. Uh, what makes the pumpkin spice latte so popular? Great marketing. <laughs> it's everywhere, right? It's truly everywhere. Yeah. I think the brilliant thing about it, it's like, you know, the company just created an entire language and then a universe around it, right? Like, it made everyone care about pumpkin. I literally did not care about pumpkin or even think about it until the pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. What do you think, Hara? Uh, I think it's delicious, personally. <laughs> um, there's wonderful branding behind it, but then it also turned out to be a really enjoyable, really drinking, drinkable, delicious beverage goes down easy, and can buy again and again. Well, Kevin, do you like the pumpkin spice latte? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have to admit, I hadn't had one. And, uh, this sounds terrible, isn't it? But I, I, I hadn't, so I went out to I, – I, I know Starbucks invented it, but I decided to go to Pete's, whereas that's where I go when I want a Starbucks fix. And I, uh, I, I you know, I think it's uh, – I, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, it was a good. It was a dark roast espresso, of course, with a little bit of their uh, pumpkin spice syrup. I didn't think it was overly sweet, which was what I was most concerned with. They were going to drown me with sugar, and uh, <laughs> and, and I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. And uh, thanks, you know, I think Pete does a good job on it, and I'm sure Starbucks also Starbucks invented it in 2003, I think. Oh yeah, so, um, been around for a while. Uh, and, and here's what the magic is to me. It it it. Uh, if it's if we can call it that, I like uh, I like uh, uh, Felton's comment about uh, marketing. Yes, it's marketing, but it is it's marketing. It's combining the uh, the word pumpkin, which has an association with Halloween, but it also the spices are what ginger, uh, cinnamon, ginger, nutmeg, and cloves. Uh, it's all Thanksgiving spices. Let's be honest. They're what we put on our, our uh, sweet potatoes. Yeah, Felton's nodding. What what other spices make up that fall flavor? Pumpkin aside. Well, so. I would say cinnamon. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like cinnamon, pumpkin, allspice. Honestly, it's like chives are also, it's just a fall moment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like pumpkin spice lattes, anything with cinnamon, honey, maybe some salt on top. You know, mm. it's just very fall. It it reminds people of home. And I think especially now, that's what people just want to, you know, they just want something that feels like home, something that feels safe, something that feels familiar. Yeah. Right? And the beautiful thing about, well, not beautiful, but the thing about these big box brands is like, our introduction to them is like when we we're children. So it's like I'm going to forever know about the pumpkin spice latte, like for the rest of my life, mm. because I grew up, you know, with that. Yeah, that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. What are some other non-pumpkin flavors that you like to add to your fall coffee? I'm a huge fan of cardamom. A little bit goes a long ways, but it's a nice warm fall flavor. Um, honey is also a nice, really comfortable, cozy, warm flavor. I love adding honey to my hot drinks. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm going to be honest, um, but I—I uh, I, I, oh my God, Kevin, was that a sigh? <laughs> I'll be okay. I'll be okay. 
<laughs> yes, please. I know every, everyone's just, I don't, plot twist. The host doesn't like coffee. Dun, dun, dun. But um, I do know a little something, okay? And, and, and this, this segment, Food Fridays on Reset, has exposed me to how it's made and the behind the scenes. And I know that there are different kinds of coffee roasts and dark, medium, light, right? Right. Um, is that determined, though, by how long the beans are roasted, Kevin? Uh, no. Uh, well, partly, of course, yes. Any cooking art you know, would be the longer is. But it's also can be, uh, it's, it's the end temperature really is what determines it, the end temperature of the bean. And, uh, and I'm sure uh, Felton or, or, uh, and uh, Hara are, uh, are the are roasters. I mean, I'm sure they're more knowledgeable even than I am. I'm a home roaster. But it's, uh, but definitely uh, it is a good time of year for dark roast, no doubt. Yeah. Well, uh, Felton, does a coffee's flavor, you think, mostly depend on the beans, the roast, or how those roasted beans were brewed into coffee? Well, so all of the above, but it starts with the quality of the bean. So we'll start there, but also just thinking about what's happening in said country and around, you know, it's it's like it's all elemental. So, yes, bean first, and then, you know, how it's roasted and then how people make it um, uh, will also just, like, help, you know, um, people, you know, find the flavors that they want, but that would also just help dictate, you know, what you're tasting. Yeah. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking all things coffee with connoisseurs Kevin Sinnott, Hara Kumarin, and Felton Kaiser. Hara, how do you decide which beans will make the best coffee at a specific roast level? I start with my roasting production team. We take a small green sample, roast it to a standardized roast, um, we taste that and find what flavors are inherent in that coffee. We find some sweetness. We find some fruits. Maybe we find some spices. When we decide which one of those flavors we want to focus on, if we want to bring out that sweetness or we want to bring out that fruity acidity, and that will guide us into the recipe for our roast and land us at our development level. So it's not a, a one roast fits all answer? <laughs> uh, one roast fits one bean on one day of the week, and that changes day to day, week to week. <laughs> Go, Go ahead, Kevin. Sasha, uh, l- let me uh, put it this way. In my book, I remember, I think I had it narrowed to about a half a dozen mo- very popular roasts. So, I mean, everywhere along the way that you stop it, there's a little different, you know, it's a different uh, throw in the blend taste off uh, between light and dark. And that's and that's important because uh, uh, by, uh, I've had the uh, dark roast. I haven't had your coffee yet, Felton, but Hara, I've had uh, plenty of metric coffee. And metrics, the idea of a dark roast and Starbucks' idea of a dark roast are very different. So they're almost, you know, very, you could spot one instantly versus yeah. the other. Um, are some kinds of coffee beans seasonally available the way that, like, fruits and veggies are? Absolutely. Yeah. Coffee is a, is a fruit, grows on a, a tree. It's picked as a cherry, and it functions exactly like you would find fruit at a farmer's market. And yeah. so different coffees from different origin countries come into season throughout the year, and then you get to enjoy those different flavors as the year progresses with the season. So do fall coffee drinks taste better with seasonably fall coffee beans? I think so. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say yes, 1,000%. Kevin's like, yes, Absolutely. good yes. question. <laughs> Absolutely. Good question. So I see some things here in the studio it looks like you guys have brought some things for me to try. So I've got a metric <laughs> can in front of me. Hara, what did you bring? Crack into that. That's a can of metric cold brew. Currently, uh, it's 100% coffee from our friend Benjamin Paz in Honduras. Um, this is a nice balanced bean 
with notes of chocolate so and nougat. So just drink it just like that? Drink it straight. It's ready to go? Ready to go. Okay. It's nice and cold. Um, easy to be mixed with milk if that's your preferred way to take coffee. Great straight like that. It has a good balanced Ooh. sweetness. Um, and then if you want to try a fall treat, take a can of cold brew, put two-thirds of a can of cold brew, and then about one-third spiced apple cider, and it makes a really nice nice way to start your morning. Mm, that is delicious. I do taste the sweetness. I'm actually going to pour it into a, this mug here. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wait, can you get it again? That was great. <laughs> oh, oh they, they want more of the pour? Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Listeners at home are like, what is she doing? <laughs> uh, let me try this again. Yeah. Okay. I do taste the sweetness. It comes after, it comes like at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. want to leave right. like a lingering sweetness on your mouth to have you go back for another sip. Well, and what's all this? Is this from you too? No, that's from me. Ooh, Felton, you brought me goodies I too? I did. Actually, don't start with that one. Oh. I want you to grab the one. Yes. Um. So that is called Good Day. This is called Good Day. So that is our signature drink. Um, actually, may I just have you try it first, and then I'll break it down. You want me you. to try it first? Please. Okay. I'm hoping to have a good rest of the day. Oh, so you let's will. go. Trust me. Oh, you will. Ooh. Yes. Iconic. Yeah. Uh huh. So what am I tasting? So you're tasting. Well, first off, you're tasting lavender, mm-hmm. right? Like that's the thing. So we make our lavender simple syrup in house, um, mm-hmm. but then you're also tasting oat milk. Mm-hmm. And then cold brew concentrate. I was going to ask you, what kind of milk is this? Mm-hmm. It is oat milk um, uh, and cold brew concentrate. So I made that drink for people who don't drink coffee. Oh, I was, is that why yeah. I've sipped it three well, times now? So it's like our target demographic. It's really just people who are curious about coffee, maybe kind of sort of trying to transition from, this you know. This feels like I'm bomb. putting my baby toe in. Yes. This is great. It is, well, it's, it's literally <laughs> for you. Welcome. Yes. Welcome to it, the doctor. For the people, you know, who are tea drinkers, but, you know, that's me. May, maybe kind of want to just try us out. And so, yeah. Good day. Good right? day. Okay. And what's this one? So, that is just our OG, just black cold brew. Um, cold brew. This is going to probably be very similar to what I just had from Hara. Mm. Yeah. Mm hmm. I think I prefer the good day. Mm. That That's for me. It is. That's That's speaking to me. <laughs> it's um, very creamy. It's smooth and a lavender. Yeah. So, Kevin, there was this trend that was going around earlier this year of putting orange juice in coffee, like you would put creamer yeah, in your coffee. Yeah. The internet, I don't know. It seems pretty divided. But what do you think? Actually, I'm going to go around the room. You first, Kevin. Well, I'm for anything that, I mean, obviously, I've got a couple of thousand people I need to make happy every time I give an <laughs> event. So, it's, it's, uh, I, my, my, I always want to like it. I, I, I'll be honest, I haven't had the sample yet that's going to make me a believer, but I definitely <laughs> I definitely think it's okay. There's no reason from as far as I know, the Surgeon General, who's probably been busy with other things, is is uh, is on this one. And uh, it doesn't seem like it's anything wrong with it. Yeah. From, and from a taste point of view, I find it a little acidic, but... Um, but definitely, there's a ways to temper that too, uh, yeah. with, with yet other ingredients. But then you get into the thing where you're adding a lot of ingredients. So I'm not. You know, I like it simple. Well, I'm going to tell you, it sounds it sounds nuts to me. <laughs> what do you think, Felton? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a chop for me. No, no, no. Orange juice think, in your coffee. Here's the thing: if you like citrus, get cold brew concentrate and like slice an orange, drop it in there. There you go. A little bit goes there a long go. way. Like, Har, that is what do you, all that you need. What do you think, Har? Uh, I'm here for anything. 
that makes you happy or you have fun with. If you love coffee and your orange juice, please drink it every day. <laughs> For me personally, I'm like Kevin. I like to keep it simple. Yeah. I'd much prefer black coffee that has notes of citrus than putting my black coffee in citrus juice. That part. Kevin, you run CoffeeCon, which did not happen this year because of COVID, but it is set to run this time next year. Can you yes. talk yet about what folks can expect? Yes. they can. Ex- okay, we're going to do a couple of things that are that are just awesome. Uh, we're going to have at least uh, a dozen to, or more roasters, uh, is, you know, because the whole idea of it, I only created it so I could go to it. The whole idea of it <laughs> is to have a bunch of roasters so that you can get craft-brewed coffee continuously, walk around, take little tiny tastes, and go, or, or not, and then just keep drinking through the show and get, try everything that we're talking about right now and more. Yeah. Okay, so, but, but now... The other thing is we're trying to hold it outdoors because we, it's a beautiful time of year. We thought as we developed this during COVID because we thought, what's the answer to you know reducing any kind of transmission? Our our show works best when it's people are right next to each other and enjoying coffee and, and nudging each other and saying, hey, have you tried this? So we will have uh, things for uh, – people there to do we're having a 5k associated with it we're planning a uh, nice. uh pony rides for kids and, uh, <laughs> even a, even a petting uh dog petting fun uh, for the uh, entire family yeah, it sounds like yeah. so everyone can go there and have a great time so, even if they don't drink coffee while people drink. yeah so i can come it's for me yay i'm welcome yeah. well let's sound off real quick before we go what is your favorite what's your go-to coffee order this fall i'm going to start with you hara uh i'll get a one-in-one which is taking a shot of espresso, splitting it, serving half of it with milk as a cortado or macchiato, half of it in espresso. Get to taste both ways of that coffee bean, enjoying it in its straight form, and seeing how it plays with milk. I understood none of that. Go, Felton. <laughs> I'm going to the Garfield Park Conservatory, and I'm getting the good day. And Kevin? You know, I like the Garfield Park Conservatory, so I might start there too. But I would like, uh, I definitely would like an Indonesian of Sumatra. It's the biggest bodied coffee in the world. And it just, uh, to me, it says it's a perfect time of year to get it, and it's fall. Yeah, sounds great. Kevin Sinnott is the host and creator of CoffeeCon and author of The Art and Craft of Coffee. Hara Kumaran is a roaster for Metric, and Felton Kaiser is a co founder of Monday Coffee. Thank you all for joining us. So much fun. Thanks so much, Sasha. Thank you. Thank you.